Let's see what my let's see what they've thought about putting behind me today. Very encouraging. <laughs> Encourages you to get right with God. <laughs> but you're getting ready. The Grim Reaper. By the way, we know who the Grim Reaper is. The Grim Reaper is an angel. We know from the Bible that angels collect souls. And uh, when you get ready to die, you're going to have probably a in my estimation, what I learn from the Bible, a young man is going to walk in the room you're in in white clothes. It's going to be a young man in white clothes. And he's going to call your name out. And you're going with him. And he's going to collect you. I've been in the hospital a few times. I've been looking for that guy. I've been looking for that guy. When are you coming in? Boy, oh boy, it'll be a wonderful day when I get to meet the angel that's here to collect me and to go to heaven. I hope you have a hope in heaven. If you don't have a hope in the Lord Jesus Christ and what the Bible teaches, what are you hoping in? This world doesn't look too good, does it? What will you learn just after death? I did this subject about 11 years ago. but I just have to do it again. Some of these subjects I enjoy preaching and looking at and studying. And I've never heard anybody do anything like this, but I had the idea in December 15th of 2011. I'm going to share it with you again. What will you learn just after death? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, which is a powerful, powerful verse. Wow. Wow. Hebrews 11, 13. After it goes through the heroes of faith there, or some of them at least, he says, these, are, these all died in faith. These heroes of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11. These all died. There are 17 of them named and others not named. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, they were persuaded of them and embraced them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Is that not you? Is that not where you're at? We've been promised a new body. We do not have it. Trust me, we do not have it. We've been promised a, a home in heaven. I go to prepare a place for you, but we do not have it. We've been promised to have a body like unto his glorious body, but we do not have it. We, we, uh, we've been promised to get rid of the old sinful nature, but that has not happened yet. There's a whole lot that has not happened and will not happen, though, after death for a born-again believer. We look for the promises. We believe them to be true. We look at them afar off, and we embrace them. But we also confess that we're strangers and pilgrims in this world. The older you get, maybe this is not true for everybody that gets old, but as you get old, you, become, you feel like you're from another planet. From the sermon I preached last week, every generation is trying to change things and define themselves and come up with their own stamp, you know, their own signature, their own. And so in doing that, it almost always moves left, moves liberal, moves away from the Bible, away from conservatism, away from common sense. And so sometimes we old people get wondering, man, this is a strange place we live in. 
And it is. And we're strangers in it. We're never finished learning, no matter how old you are. Most people do not picture themselves learning or studying theology, big word, a study of God, proper. They don't think about that. That's for some specially called people who go to seminaries, often called cemeteries. And they study in libraries and they're real white skinned, never get out in the sun. Slightly built, men in black suits that sit in libraries and study most of the time. That's just not something that the average person thinks they will ever care about is theology proper. The truth is, every human being will take a crash cram course in theology proper just after death. Now you can take that crash course now, ladies, if you sign up for Jenny's Bible study. But anyway, <laughs> don't have to wait to die. But the moment you die, you're going to realize a whole lot of things. It won't be, it'll be shortly after you die that the angel collects you. And by the way, the end of free will. When the angel calls your name, you're going. If Dr. Bailey says, no, I, I can help, no, it's too late. Doctor, well, nothing doctors can do are going to save you when the angel comes by and says, you're going. You're going to obey. From that point on, you're going to obey what God asks you to obey. You're going to do, go where he wants you to go and kind of do what, you want him to, what he wants you to do. I'm going to talk about this morning some things you will learn just after you die. I'm going to list them for you, and I'll review them for you so you don't have to necessarily worry about it. We'll go back over them. First of all, you're going to learn bibliology. These are terms you learn in school when you go for theology proper. Bibliology, what is a study of the Bible? Real simple. They like big words. Theologians like big words. Bibliology, study of the Bible. You will learn right after death that the Bible is true. I recommend highly you learn it now. I, I recommend highly that you pursue God by reading his word. Start in the New Testament, that's fine. Read about, first of all, Jesus. Who is this person, Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Then read about what happened when he went back to heaven. He, gave it, he, gave it, he created the local church in the book of Acts. Then read about in Romans through the book of uh, Jude what expects of these born-again believers, how they're supposed to live, how they're supposed to walk circumspect and away from the world. Then read the book of Revelation, the last book of the New Testament, where it tells how things are all going to end up and how Christ is coming back in 19th chapter, going to put his feet on the Mount of Olives, split it in two, and begin to begin a reign that will last 1,000 years. Boy, you, you, you owe it to yourself. The most important book for you to read in this life is the Bible. Now, if you don't believe that, and many people do not, by the way. I would say, if I can say safely, the majority of people out in the world absolutely do not regard the Bible as a credible book and disdain the Bible and don't, nonetheless, they don't read the Bible. They may hit it here, there, and yon, but they don't much care about it. And this includes them, by the way. 
most people, when they die, they're going to realize the Bible's true. They're going to realize it was inspired by God. It says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. If God can write it, he can preserve it. And I have it. I'm going to be held responsible. Matthew 4, 4 says, But every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Let me give you the context for that. Jesus is being tempted by the devil. And the devil says, and he tries to say, Take this stone here and make it bread. And Jesus wasn't told to do that. He wouldn't do anything out of the Father's will. And here's what he answers him. He answers him with the Bible. He says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Wow, that's powerful. You will learn just after death that skeptics, liberals, cults, atheists were all wrong. You will learn that the old fundamental red-faced, flat-top, straight-laced, Bible-toting, King James-quoting believer from that little small church down the road that never had a whole lot of people coming to it was right. You will learn that monkeys did not write the Bible. And idiots were not the ones who believed it. It is not a bunch of worn out mythological stories passed down through the ages to control mankind, but the very words of God preserved for man from generation to generation. Just after you die, you will learn bibliology. Just after you die, you will learn theology, which I said is the study of God. You will learn, first of all, that there is a God. I Many, many people I talk to down the road, going door to door, will say, uh, well, there's just many roads to heaven, and, and God's not knowable. Uh, they're more into Star Trek, or not Star Trek, but Star Wars, uh, the force be with you kind of, that God's just some sort of an impersonal power, like electricity, impersonal force. Uh, he doesn't have any care about you individually. You're going to learn. I know my English is not good on this, but you're going to learn better after death. Death does a lot of things for us. Just after you die, you will learn theology. Uh, you'll learn that God that you were made in God's image. You will learn that you have a free will, really. You will learn that God is omnipresent and omnipotent, and omniscient. That means he's all-present, all-powerful, and all-knowing. He's immutable, unchanging. He's holy, separate from sin. He's righteous. He's just. He's good. And he is true. You'll know that. You may never study it, but you'll know that then. You will become, after death, an ardent theologian. Just after death, you will learn the term angelology, which is studied in, in theology. It's the study of angels. So you learn bibliology, you learn theology, and you're going to learn angelology. You will see your first angel as he comes to get you and collect you. You will speak to your first angel just after death. Just after death. And I'm talking to saved and unsaved. They will be a believer in angels. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them that shall be heirs of salvation? 
Just after death, you will learn anthropology. Boy, that's a big word. You learn bibliology, theology, angelology, and anthropology. Anthropology is the study of man. You will learn that man is a sinner, unable to save himself by any amount, any amount of good works. Oh, my heart is broken. When I go door to door and say, Do you, when you, where would you go when you die? And people say, heaven. I say, why would you go? And they say, well, I've tried to be a good person. Oh, that's not the answer. But after they die, they'll learn the answer. But it will be too late. Do you know the answer to that question this morning? If you die and you stood before God and he asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would be your answer? You better have the right answer. And it won't be, I've tried to keep the Ten Commandments. It won't be that I attended church every day, 7 a.m. It won't be that I was an outstanding, upstanding member of a local independent fundamental Baptist church that will not help you. It will be that I've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. He's mine. His shed blood covers me. You may say a lot of different ways, but you're covered in the blood of Christ, God's Son. He asked Peter what a man said, and he says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and, and Jesus said to him, Hmm, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but the Holy Spirit revealed that to you. Well, if you understand that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, deity, that he's the one that died on the cross and shed his blood for you, and then was resurrected bodily, visibly, eternally for your sins. And you've trusted and you believe in him. That's the answer you want to give if you stand before God and he asks you, why should I let you into heaven? You'll understand some things about anthropology. You will, you will learn for sure that there's nothing good in man to save him. You will learn that the, you will learn that the Garden of Eden was a real place. And that there actually was an Adam and an Eve. Uh, you learn that without Christ, you face an eternal punishment for your sins in a place called hell. By that time, you'll see it clearly that it was so. It's those crazy preachers that, oh, I, I always turned the radio off or turned the TV off or tried to avoid them when they gave me a gospel track and tried to talk to me. Uh, as an unsaved person, if you die without Christ, you'll learn immediately, you'll learn not long after death. And what they said was true. Just after death, you'll be interested in soteriology, the study of salvation. You will learn that it was Jesus Christ that died for your sins. That he was resurrected visibly and bodily, that repentance and faith in Christ was the only way of salvation. There were not many roads to heaven. That is a lie from the devil himself, who is a liar and the father of it. John eight forty four. There are not many roads to heaven. Well, I don't think that's right. Well, you discuss that with God when you see him. We don't make this up. 
God makes it up. God, God secured the plan of salvation before the fall of Adam and the foundation of the world. Just after death, you'll realize that good work salvation was wrong. I do not mean in any fashion to try to drive you away or offend you in any way this morning. But I must speak the truth in love. I don't want to see anybody in the sound of my voice and much further than that go to hell when they die. I don't want to see them realize these things after death. I want you to realize these things before death. That's why I'm preaching on them. That's what I'm talking about. But after death, you'll realize that Catholicism was wrong. My wife was raised Catholic. Went to parochial school for eight years. <clears throat> I've met many, many Roman Catholic people. They're nice people. But nice people is not what gets you in heaven. They're sincere people. But sincerity doesn't get you into heaven. They're members of a worldwide organization. But being a member of a worldwide organization, even if it's the biggest one, doesn't get you into heaven. You'll, you'll, you'll learn for the, possibly for the first time after death that liberalism and all it entails is wrong. You'll learn that Hinduism, with their million gods, was wrong and a lie. You'll learn that Islam and all it entails and violence it propagates and is wrong. It was wrong. You'll learn the Jehovah Witnesses were wrong. You'll learn the Mormons were wrong. You'll learn the Seventh-day Adventists were wrong. But you will also learn the old-fashioned Bible believers were right. The old red-faced confrontational evangelist that you didn't like because he got into your face was nothing doing nothing more than trying to save your soul. That cared about you possibly more than anybody you ever met, though you didn't think he cared about you because he was so impassioned and so confrontational about trying to keep you out of hell. You'll learn that salvation was a gift paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ and offered to you freely. You'll realize that Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures. He was buried and rose again the third day. Not just you, but all the world after they die will understand these things. They'll understand that justification is by faith, not by works. Justification is a big word. It means declared not guilty. We're not only declared innocent when we put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood for us. We're not only declared innocent, but we're given his righteousness. It wouldn't be just enough to say you're innocent. That's neutral. But you now are a recipient of the very righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ as a born-again believer. You're going to get that. And I hope, you, I hope you dwell there some. You're going to learn that sanctification 
is by the Holy Spirit of God also, setting yourself apart from the sin in the world. You're going to learn propitiation was by the blood of the Lord Jesus. That's the coverings of your sin. You're going to learn the word regeneration, which is by the Holy Spirit through the word of God. You're going to learn being born again was not some wild-eyed, crazy thing that a bunch of lunatics did. You're going to learn born again was a good thing. If I ask you to raise your hand, I'm not going to do that. If you Are you, and you sit there, and you're thinking, are you really born again this morning? Are you born from God Almighty? Well, preacher, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I haven't read enough about it. Then begin to read about it. Begin to pursue it because I'm warning you that just after death, you're going to get it. It'll be too late if you don't understand it on this side. So you're going to understand after death bibliology and theology and angelology and anthropology and soteriology. Boy, you sound like you're going to be pretty smart after death. After death, you're going to learn and everybody's going to learn about ecclesiology. That's the study of the church. You'll learn that the local church was God's way of reaching the world with the gospel. You will wish you had been more involved in a fundamental Bible-believing local church. And you'll learn that there's only two offices in the local church, pastors and deacons. You'll learn that women were never, ever to teach men theology or the Bible or to be pastors or deaconesses. You'll learn that after death. You'll learn after death that the local church is responsible to reach the rest of the world with the gospel, and you were part of that. And that's why we have a missions program. My brother from, from northern uh, Mexico, I believe it is, where the Tenec people are, wherever they are. That's what they're doing, giving their life to reach the lost before they die. You, you, you'll, you'll understand after death that tithing and, and offerings were a privilege and an honor, not a, not a duty. That, 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 that giving uh, funds so that the mission program can go on and giving funds so that the local church can be built and propagate itself everywhere it's supposed to propagate itself was what God wanted to, you to do with your money. In fact, you'll realize that when you gave, you, it was a, it was, you got to give. It was a privilege to give. And, and you're also going to realize that's the only money you ever saved. Yeah. Jesus said it. Put your treasures in heaven where moth doesn't come by and thief doesn't come by and steal it and where it doesn't corrupt, rust doesn't bother it. What is he telling you? He's saying put it in places secure and that you can redeem it later on. But you know and I know that the moment you die, all the little paper you've stacked up or all the property you've amassed is somebody else's. And you don't know what they're going to do with it. You kind of do. You kind of know they're probably not going to do with it what you want them to do with it. That's why you write a will, a testament, or a trust, and you try to force them to do but you can't. You can't. The more money you got, the more fighting the kids do. If you don't believe that, go to an attorney that deals in wills and have him start telling you some war stories. That's you realize that. Just after death, you realize about 
you're going to learn about eschatology. Eschatology, that means the study of things to come. You will believe in the rapture of the church. You'll believe in things like premillennialism and and pre-tribulationalism and big things like that, big words. Can't spell them, but you're going to believe in them. You'll believe in a literal 1,000-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. You'll believe in the tribulation period that it speaks about in the book of Revelation. It was not symbolic. It was literal. You'll believe in the literal method of interpretation. You believe the Bible actually said what it was supposed to say the way everything else does, and you can take it for what it is in a normal, natural sense. And it was true. You'll learn the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to earth was real at the end of the tribulation period. You're going to learn there's a new Jerusalem coming down. You'll be a believer in that. You'll learn about the new heaven and the new earth after the, after the millennial. You'll learn about hell is real and literal. You'll learn about the lost or eternally lost and have a conscience after death and you don't die and, be, and your conscience does not have a cessation that you actually are conscious. In fact, after death, that's one of the things you're going to learn. You're going to remain conscious. Oh, what a surprise. I thought I was dead. Now, what they mean by that is I thought I had no conscience, no, no, uh, no awareness of what's going on around me. I thought death was a cessation of, of consciousness and of being. Many people believe that. Many people believe that. I would say a vast number of people I know believe that when they die, they, die. they say they die like a dog, but you're insulting the dog. You say the dog, when he dies, it ceases to exist. Where'd you get that? But after death, you'll know better. You'll know better. Just after death, you'll become a fundamentalist. That'll make some, that'll make some Presbyterian, some Lutherans, some Methodists squeal. But you're going to be a fundamentalist. You're going to be real fundamental. Oh, you may not be now. You may be out there skirting the edge of that thing and say, well, we believe, you know, 30% of the Bible is true. I'm an Episcopalian preacher going door to door. I've told this many times. And he he came to me and said, what's different between you and me? He says, you independent fundamental Baptists, what's different between us? He says, we have the Bible and, and we have that. He says, well, there's one major difference. He says, what? I'm saved and you're not. I said, what do you mean? I said, okay, do you believe Adam and Eve was real people that existed, that the creation was what it says in the first 11 chapters? There was the Tower of Babel. There was a flood, worldwide flood. They don't believe any of that. They believe the only part of the Bible that may be true is a little bit in the Gospels, but they're not quite sure which Gospel. Is it Mark? Is it Luke? Is it, is it John? Is it Matt? And they get this real complicated theory about there was one one manuscript and the rest of them wrote off of that one and and everything else and they got all these real heavy doing I said the difference is you don't believe as soon as that old boy died he believed but didn't help him now is the day of salvation 
Now is accepted time, the Bible said. I was clear that before you die, you have a chance and the opportunity to believe in Christ and place your faith in him and be born from above. But after death, your, your decision is sealed. You become a fundamentalist after death. You become a zealous believer. All skepticism will be gone. Every person after death will study theology proper. And so I end with this question. Why don't you study it now? Why don't you study it now? Where, where are all those fancy words found? Well, the actual words themselves, the ology words and all that, they're in this book. Study the Bible. Study a man. Study of salvation. Study of Christology. I didn't mention that. Study of Christ. Ecclesiology, study of how the local church is supposed to be run. What's supposed to be on the local, what's supposed to the local church look like? It's out in here. About end times, eschatology, oh, that's all found in here. All these things are found in here. All I can tell you, I say this as a warning from God himself and the Holy Spirit, learn them now. While you have a free mind, while you have a free will, while you can still think, while you can still read or listen, do it while you have the open door to do it. Learn about this book and the Savior that this book talks about. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Oh, I hope you don't miss it. But one thing I know about this group today, it won't be long. <laughs> won't be long. I don't go for long warnings anymore. I was buying something the other day, and they said, hey, this thing will last 10 years. I said, I don't care. I don't care if it lasts 10 years. Will it last five years? Oh, it'll last five years. Oh, well, great. That's all I'm, that's all I'm worried about. In fact, five years may be stretching. But I'm good for it. I'm good. Hey, I know that in 100 years from now, the chances are heavily in my favor that nobody in the sound of my voice will be alive. You're a young kid in this room? Well, there'll be a day you won't be a young kid. These old people in this room today wonder how they got there. I'm telling you the honest gospel truth. Time is a strange, strange thing when you're in pain and when you're in trouble and when things are hard, it goes so, so slow, so slow, so slow. All of a sudden you look around, boom, my kids are gone. You look around, boom, you're on it. Social Security. You look around, boom, you're down in the morgue. <laughs> I'm telling you the gospel. I'm a prophet this morning. 
resolve to know theology. Theology is not some dry, you know, uh, it's exciting to learn about God. It's a thrill to learn about God. It's the best subject. And by the way, I don't care what your occupation is. I don't care who, what you do for money or how, how God's given you to, to make money. It doesn't mean every human being that ever takes a breath is going to face these things we spoke about and I've spoke about today. And you need to understand theology. May God help us. Father in heaven, thank you this morning for the word of God. I believe that you had me do this this morning because there's some people in our midst and in the sound of my voice, whether over the internet or wherever it's going, that desperately need to take this serious. May even now convict them one more time. Draw them one more time to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.